Hello, Super League fans around the world. It is time to talk playoffs. We finally got those games out of the way, and there are six teams left in the running for the title. Um, I am joined by an array of Super League talent. Uh, Jamie's with us again. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to be here. We've got one of the bosses with us. Ryan's here. Good evening, gentlemen. Even five feet. Possibly the only person uh, it, it's tight between the two of them who's got more appearances. But uh, Steve and Greavesy are both with us again, as usual. Welcome, guys. Evening, Matt. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, we have got Jens joining us, the fans' favourite. <laughs> I don't know about that. Nice <laughs> to be here, anyways. And sneaking in just after I press record, C-Mac's with us as well. I, as you can see, that is God's holy light over my shoulder, blessing me for the playoffs. <laughs> and, uh, and yes, you're quite right. As I said in the introduction there, mate, we are talking all things playoffs tonight. Um, I just wanted to start with a, uh, with a, a gentle mention, um, a commiserations, if you will, to and to Were you left disappointed to fall outside the top six? Sorry, mate. It was uh, I couldn't hear you very well. Yeah, that, that <laughs> me. Whenever I don't, uh, whenever I don't let him talk first, he gets really angry and just interrupts the rest of the recording. I was saying, uh, were you disappointed in the end not to finish in the top six? Yeah, really, really. Uh, yeah, our. Um... I mean, our start of the season didn't uh, wasn't very good, was it? But uh, we had a good run, and you know, the last seven or eight rounds, I came to realize that we actually had a good shot. Um, I was going into the last match. I was uh, kind of like aware that I it was a good chance that I would be reliant on other results to go my way. Um, and I mean, if if uh, these guys would have put the ball in the net instead of on the on Rose Rosie, uh, I would probably have been in there. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's our own fault. That's uh, not Steve's. Steve flipping it. Yeah, we'll do it. No, I mean, I mean, we st we started the season badly and we got in a good run, and then uh, the last games we were. Probably with, with a lot of injuries, we were tinkering too much with the tactics, and I mean, we only got ourselves to blame. But it's been a good experience, and it's been a, I mean, fantastic for me to be able to be a part of this. So next season, I'm I'm confident we're gonna be we're gonna be there for sure. And I do have to comment um, about the the show itself, Ryan. Um, we, we've been quite complimentary about some of the co-coms that have been on the last few game weeks. But I did think that the final, you know, game week 26, it was an excellent show, technical issue aside. Um, it was very entertaining. The drama, as much as you wanted it, was there. I bet you could have asked for much more, could you? No, I, I like it when it keeps the interest stays to the end. And, um, yeah, obviously, the, the maybe a slight anticlimax in the Fulchester game that it wasn't, a playoff spot riding on it just to kind of just to kind of put who they're playing but um, yeah really good really good co-coms as well um, Steve's always fantastic to get one as is he and um, yeah um, as much as <laughs> it's disappointing 
when obviously so like Yander, I loved Yander to bit and he kind of dropped out. But the fact that there was that little bit of a switcheroo on the last day does kind of it did kind of add to the entertainment. I think, um, yeah, I think and they were all good games really. Um, probably, I mean, you were nil nil Greaves, weren't you? Which was a, I mean, that might not have been the most entertaining watch. But apart from that, it was a, it was a good show. When, um, when was the last time it being entertaining to watch Locomotive? <laughs> <laughs> when you beat me 4-0. <laughs> That's um, it. Jamie, let's, let, let's come to you. Um, Leddersford, in, in slightly dramatic style on the, on the last game of the season, they ended up finishing first. That's so full credit to, to Hodgie for what he's done. Um, are they deserved of finishing first? And what and what did you make to that final game? You know, go, going up against nine men, and the nine men were arguably the better side for a period. Yeah, well, I think he, you know, definitely, you know, at the end of the day, it's twenty six games. So if you finish top, you deserve it. So fair play to him. You know, 10, 12 games ago, I think anyone could have predicted that would have happened. So you know, all all the credit to him. That game was crazy, as you say. I think everyone thought they'd steamroll the sloths. It looked as if it was going to start that way. It looked a bit nervy. Then they went down to 10, and I think you thought, oh, it's kind of job done here. Then they kind of went down to nine, and I thought, God, alive. But I think if there had been another kind of 10 minutes in that game, I think sloths probably would have grabbed an equaliser. So I think he's just happy to get over the line. No, absolutely. And, and Steve, I presume you'd agree. Um, you look at some of the teams who, who were top for longer periods, myself included. Um, I could see Scott's joined us. You know, he was top as well for, for a period. Greavesy was top for a while, but but he was top when it mattered at the end of, of game week 26. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing that was really interesting with that tweet that Scott put out um, a few day, a couple of days ago about how many times people have been top uh, again, I think that's testimony to the way that Ryan and, uh, and Martin have set it up uh, in terms of the of how even it's been. Um, I do think there were more drama this time as because there were obviously last season it went down to the last game for like really enough two teams um, were uh, <laughs> two teams fighting for that last spot, whereas there was still a whole heap of possibilities come come the uh, come the games that were all involved. They were like. Nearly all the games still had something riding on it, which again shows how strong across the league it's been. And uh, I, I mean, to be fair, the way they've come charging through, I think everybody that's been top, I'd say barring Greavesy, uh, I think he, he's probably had some win or, or some draws that probably could, could have been defeats, which is testimony to how he's set his side up. Um, and I think he's the one that's been there or thereabouts all the time as there's been quite a fluctuation near enough. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what a charge off from Odgy right to the end, to be fair. It were once he set off on that run, like I think I said on um, on Sunday night, it started with, Oh, he's in five for six now. Oh, he's definitely in six now. Oh, hang on a minute, he's going for the top two, and then obviously what happened happened. Uh, Greavesy, let, let's come to you. Uh, a second place finish in the end. Um, the pressure was put on you final day as well. Um, so uh, is it a disappointment not to finish top or are you just happy to be in the top two? Uh, it is a disappointment to finish not to finish top. But then looking at the, the game result, uh, the fixtures, I think the second 
does he get your home tie? You get the second leg at home. So that that is a better advantage for the future because it's a bigger game. The second game, uh, the second leg of the of the final bit. So yeah, it's disappointing not to get that prestige by your name to finish the league at the top. But at the end of the day, I've got to win three more games or four more games to get the well, trophy. That's- and that's all that matters in the end. That's my next question to you, because just towards the very end of the show, there were, there were some questions asked about your form um, in terms of there was a lot more draws than there were wins in the running. Is, is your form a concern or, or are you going into the playoffs confident? Uh, I look at it more as I'm undefeated in seven. More than that I've had a few draws. It's some of it that... I, I am a side that will nick a win, other than thumping D4-0. I wouldn't say I've gone out and absolutely decimated sides. It's one of those where I'm afforded with the players that I've got. I have to put out dogged performances. I'm not going to turn up and I'm, I'm not... When I, play, when I play Leddesford, I'm not going to turn up and spank him. When, he, when I played him last time, I, I beat him and he had uh, three players sent off. But that's the luck of the champ man draw. But uh, when I the other time when I played him, it was a draw. So do you take what you've got to take the role of the dice? You've got to take what goes with the side you have. If I had other people's sides, the format might be different. But I've got the side that I've got at the moment, and they're nasty bastards that will put up a fight. Maka, let me bring you in at this point to, to look at the two teams. You've got a, a distinct um, clash of styles, I think it's fair to say. What do you think Hodgie changed to get that, that turn of form, to get into the top? And when you look at, at Leicester v, v Locomotive Boston over two legs, which, which way do you see it going? Um, John, frankly, that's, that's a great question. I think in terms of... What Hodgie changed, I think there was a slight tactical tweak, and obviously Champman community, correct me if I'm wrong, where I think he stopped playing three AMCs and switched to two up top uh, with one AMC behind, I think. Um, and since he's done that, yeah. he's, he's, he's scored like two or three goals every single game, even when he's had a man sent off by the local uh, result, I think. Um, so I think he's obviously done something there, I think, with a bit more up top and I think he slightly tweaked his midfield as well. He went from that sort of 1-3 wingers, 3-1 or whatever it was, to a much more structured, centralised formation. So I would say it's, it's probably due to that. It's probably due to the tactical tweak. It's probably due to being able to move the ball quicker from sort of CB and DM up to uh, the forwards. Um, and then, sorry, Fifey, what was the second half of your question? Uh, just when you look at the, the clash of styles between the, the two teams, um, which do you see progressing over two legs? Um, do you know what? I think it'll be quite a close one. Um, a proper battle of attrition. Um, Greaves has obviously proven his tactical credentials throughout the season. Can he nullify Hodgie? Absolutely. But Hodgie's got the... He's, he's the farm horse at the minute, I would say. So I would probably expect away goals actually to get through on this. I can see it being something like a 3-1 or a 3-2 at Leddersford and then like a 2-0 or a 1-0 or whatever at Loco. I've just got a feeling that the, the, the second leg that Greavesy alluded to is going to be proper 
dogged, backs to the wall, stick in, get a goal, defend it and go through type thing. Um, Ryan, I think it's worth just reminding people here, all the Super League fans will be familiar with the batshit crazy playoffs that the, the Super League has. But um, do, do away goals play a factor? And and also, I noticed, which I'd forgotten until this time round, that the teams that finished higher actually played the first leg at home, whereas normally it's, it's the other way around. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to remember. I seem to remember that away goals do count. Um, and I'm not 100% certain on that. I'm a, I say I'm about 70% that away goals do count. Um, yeah, um, I'm not too sure why it's in that format. I think it's more of a. The idea it's is. Trailing, just, isn't it? Things upside down. Yeah, and I think it's. Um, I'm not too sure why at all, if I'm being honest, that the home sides are. Uh, sorry, the, the sides that finished higher at home first. I'm not too sure within the game how much of a difference it makes. I think it's more of a modern thing that that second that the second leg's so important. Um, whether the, the people making champ have taken that into a into account, um, I'm not too sure. I think I mean shouldn't make a difference though. If you're good enough for the two legs, should it really? You mean? No, I, I would completely agree. Um, let's let's take a look then at the teams that finished third to sixth, um, and it's well documented that, that no one in those positions in the history of the Super League has has ever won it. Um, Mac has um, come closest alongside Alf in his, in his second days as as losing finalist. Um, Jamie, when you look at the four teams. Do you think this could be a year that, that history is written and one of the, the teams outside the top two could win it? Yeah, I think so. The league's probably the closest it's ever been in terms of quality, especially at the top end. Um, I think it's been well talked about, Fifey. I think you have probably got the strongest 11, starting 11. And if you you know you go back to the formation that you used the other day, I think you've got as good a chance as any. But then you've got Bostock, who are probably one of, if not the informed team in the league, along with Leddersford. So they've got as good a chance as any as well. So I definitely think that this year, you know, is a good a chance for anyone outside the top two to win it. Because I don't think as well as they've been, you know, Greavesy and Hodgie, you know, there's no difference in them to the sides who have finished, you know, th- you know, third to six. So this definitely could be the year for it to happen. Uh, Jens, would you agree with that, that, that the teams outside the top two look dangerous enough, you know, to, to rewrite their own history? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I've said many times before that, uh, that you're still my favourite uh, in terms of quality in the first eleven, because uh, I don't think there's any side that's been like blowing oppositions away like your team has when it's been on form. Uh, but I mean, it, it's the playoff, and it's I mean, you you play each other two two times, and I mean, every, everything can happen. But if if you look at it like a, in a more of a cynical way, uh, you could say Ledesford is probably the the form team alongside Bostock, but. I mean, uh, you don't want to face uh, Greavesy in a in a playoff, do you? No. I mean, they're 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 masters of shit housing, and what's better than being good at shit housing in a playoff? Um, I I looked at it um, myself 
I put a tweet out the other day saying I thought this would be the year that a team third to sixth would win it. And, and the reason for that, um, as, as we've alluded to, if you look at the teams fr from bottom to top, um, Gazelles were the pre-season favourites going into it. And the fact that they got in there on final day means momentum is firmly with them. Then you've got Fulchester, who, as we've already alluded to, Maka has been there and done it. He has managed to take a team from sixth to the final. Uh, and uh, and I'll ask you in a minute, if I can, Mac, what it takes to do those extra playoff games and, and to get there. Um, and if you felt you learned anything for, from losing the final that, that would help you this time round. Um, as I've said many times, Scott has a has a has a good squad, but he, he's also a very well respected manager. He's very good at champ. And, and it's that quality in him that I think has seen their form improve towards the end and then get to a position where they nearly finished in the top two themselves. Um, and despite what people say about my devil's team, look, I can't hide the fact there is quality in that team for sure. Everyone keeps saying it. I can't say there isn't. And, and you know, I, I actually consider myself a bit of a wild card because I've never been in this position before. You know, I've never been in the conversation uh, in the top six. So I don't know what it's going to be like. So there's no reason, as people say, that I can't, um, other than the fact that I'm likely to do something stupid and ruin it for myself. Um, Maka, before we look at the teams a bit more in depth, what does it take for a team in that in that third to sixth group to get to the final? Um, for me, it's about finding, uh, well, uh, from speaking from experience, the one thing I did was, uh, you know, I, I stumbled over the line to get into the playoffs. I think if you remember rightly, I've made it just on goal difference because Midlothian, I think, lost on the final day by like a goal or two goals or something absurd like that. But then when I was in the playoffs, I was like, right, okay, take it a bit more seriously, plan a bit more. Um, and I did a bit more analysis than I normally would on the opposition because it is essentially a cup final game each and every game. Um, so form plays a bit more of a factor. So I selected players, I think, who were all good morale um, and above, but everybody here knows that. Um, I tweaked the formation slightly. I moved away from the 2-7-1, if you remember, I think, into more of a sort of compact 2-6-2, particularly against Churchtown and Vallon. Um, and then the final, to be honest, I just didn't I didn't prepare enough. Um, I thought, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, obviously, Ryan outwitted us on the day, fair play to him. And I think we've also got to bear in mind the first playoff game I had against Hodgie, I had that outrageous piece of luck of, I can't remember who his keeper was, was it Abiati or somebody? Um, had like a three. No, Mikal Londro, I think it was. So he, he beat me like 3 1 in the, in the home leg. And thoroughly outplayed me, but in the second leg, his keeper just decided to go blind, and I battered him like three 0 or something. So it does it does take a bit of everything. You've got to put your time and effort in. You've got to make sure you, you understand your opponent's weaknesses and how to exploit them, especially if you're the weaker team, which I obviously say every week. Um, and also, you do need a bit of luck. So unfortunately, Pipey, there's no magic formula to it, other than I'd kind of say you know back yourself in terms of you've got to the playoffs doing what you're doing. But maybe, you know, these playoff weeks of all weeks, just give it a little bit more scrutiny, a little bit more attention to the likes of form and fitness and whatever else. Like, you know, you can't lose a game from now on. So, yeah. No, I think that's good advice for, for everyone involved, to be fair. Um, Steve, I'll ask you about Gazelles, um, as, as they're the only side who, whose manager couldn't be with us tonight. Um, as I said, they were the pre-season favourites. They made it in on the final day, some morale's on side. 
What is it about them that you think could propel them to the final? Uh, well, I think they've got a, a solid base now. Uh, I think in the early days of his bad form, um, I don't think it were the, the formations he were playing. Uh, I think he played a bit of narrow and a bit of DMs, apart from, say, Cafu uh, and Dede or DML, DMR. I don't think the formation suited his players. They suited what Craig's probably played previously. Uh, I think the big change for him is he's played to his player strengths now. Um, I think everybody mentioned at the start of the season where he had uh, a couple of AMs in Raul and Figo and then Abinaga Hauer up top. Uh, but then the big switch up in terms of he went to his 4 one, three, two, and then he's changed that again to go a little bit more narrow like he did against me on Sunday. Um, it it just gives his team, in my opinion, a whole new dimension seeing Raul and Cliver up top and then an AM. And I mean, dropping Cafu and Dede back, you're not going to get much different from them playing either DL or DR or DML, DMR. Um, so I think he's he's going in in right form. He has had a lot of, he has had a bit, he's, his form's still been a little bit up and down. It's not as if he's made a charge. It's sort of felt a little bit scraping in, um, but it, it's got the quality there to go and make an impression on it without a doubt. It's just to kind of jump in there, I think the one thing that's changed, whether it's with he dropped Lucio and brought Mourinho in, and I think he he's only conceded one goal, I think, in five games. So it's it's kind of the it's his back line which has improved. Um they just look really, really hard to beat and really, really hard to score against, which as you found out on um on on Sunday Steve, or Wednesday even Steve, you mean you probably the better team for ninety percent of that game. Um, but not just didn't look like they were ever going to concede, did they? And I think you, you kind of said even after about sixty minutes, it looked like it looked like it was going to happen. You mean it looked like they were going to hold out even with ten men? Um, so I think if you can score against them, then you've got a chance. But I mean, that's do you mean if, if it was anyone else apart from Devils, I'd be kind of worried it might be a, a one nil or a, something like that or a nil nil. But um, the fact that Fife has got so much attacking talent and He's so good defensively, I think, makes for a really good game. Uh, to clarify, you mean that Craig's so good defensively? Because I'm a shambles. I still can't defend. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, what I mean. <laughs> Maka, obviously, full Chester finished fifth. Um, so that's one place better off than Palmer Fanaikos finished under your, your stewardship. Do you anticipate going one step further and winning it this year? Um, well, obviously, I'd like to, but I think... Um, with all due respect to previous managers and previous sort of uh, franchises that were in the league, this year, and it's already been touched on, the quality of overall squads is far, far, far better. I think one of the biggest pieces of evidence there is, say, look, for example, at Scott, who I am playing in, in the playoffs, I think. Scott, I'm playing you in the playoffs, actually. I am, aren't I? Yes, yeah. Mate, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. Scott didn't really have a squad that was his. Yeah. Had to do a few transfers, still not working with something he'd want to work. Had a great run, nearly made the playoffs. This year, he's had a squad that is effectively his, done what he's needed to do, and he's he's proven what's going on. So, essentially, what I'm trying to say is, again, with all due respect, I think the teams are better, the caliber of manager is is arguably better, um, and I don't mean to tarnish anybody else's reputation or anything like that. I'm just saying I think there's a lot of wiser old heads in this league now. Um, so, I don't know, five. It's 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 tough, isn't it? Like. There's no, 
there's no easy answer to any of these questions. <laughs> um, what strengths are you looking at within your team that gives you confidence that you could go one step further then? I, for me, I think, it, it, so take each game as it comes, obviously, and I know I'm going to trot out a million cliches during this, but if you look at the midfield battle between me and Scott, he's got, you know, Raquel May, Cole, Zidane, whatever he wants to do. I've got Rivaldo, Veron, could play Victorino, he's no slouch. You know, I've got Button Bishkan. There's, there's all sorts of combinations we can do. Skulls. Skulls, yeah, exactly. Um, all can, as much as people sneered at it, let's be honest, hasn't been bad. I think he's had five or six assists in 10 games. So I think the midfield battle between me and Scott is absolutely key. Um, Defence-wise, Yepes and Valgaran have been the surprise package of the league for me, much like I did with Cannavaro and Udezi last year. So I don't think I'll be easy to, to score against. You were the exception, Farker, to be honest, but that's because I was being a prick with my formation and trying, trying Yepes and DMC for some reason. <laughs> Um, so yeah so I mean ultimately if I, I think personally I think if I can win the midfield battle against Scott I might be able to win uh, a game or, or go through both games whatever um, but that that for me is key like because his, his forward line is lethal and his midfield is absurdly talented forget your champ reputations for a second Scott's got them all ticking so I need to shut them down somehow or stop them running riot quite simply so the midfield battle for me in that in both those games are key and this is the perfect time to, to properly welcome Scott onto the show. Um, you finished fourth. Um, we've heard Macca's assessment of, of your tie. Um, and I have to say, one of the, the things I've noticed in, in the last couple of weeks that's really impressed me about your team is, is the form you're getting out of Zidane. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've persevered. I've become frustrated at times. I've left him out a couple of times. But, you know, it just... The, the system that we've found that's clicked suits Zidane. Um, he's coming to form at the same time as the rest of the team are coming to form. Um, and an informed Bostock with an informed Zidane, you know, uh, considering how solid we've been defensively as well, um, it, it's just all come together at the right time. Um, I think we're unbeaten in eight. We've finished with four or five wins. Um, we're going in great form. Um, but now it's knockout football. Um, in terms of the tie against Maka, it's going to be tough. I, I predict two very tight legs. I think if you look at the league table, I've lost one at home all season. Maka's lost one at home all season. So for me, I think it will be whoever avoids defeat away from home will probably go through. Uh, I think Maka will probably take a point in a, a, or a draw in the first leg and, and, and take it back to his place. Um, for me, do you know it's going to be tight, but for me to be confident with second leg, I want a two-goal lead. Uh, Two-nil is ideal, um, but it's going to be tight. I don't think even away from home, either side's going to get blown away. Uh, both be really solid defensively, especially at home. So, yeah, you know, Mac has been there and done it. He knows, he knows the Super League. He knows the playoffs. Um he hasn't got the best squad. I think he knows that. I think the rest of the league knows that. But he didn't have the best squad last year and did a phenomenal job with it. So, look, you know, first things first. Um, and, you know, to quote the same cliches as Mac, it's one game at a time. We've got a home leg, which is crucial. We need to win. And, and for the um, eagle-eyed amongst the viewers, they'll notice that C-Mac came on 
and, and mentioned the, uh, what did you call it, God's light behind you? Whereas Scott's come on with like the world's biggest halo above his head, um, just, just to one-up him early doors. Um, uh, d- different gods though, shining lights on us, five different gods. <laughs> is that what it is, mate? Is that what it is? Um, <clears throat> obviously, the last team to discuss is mine. Um, I'm not one to discuss it at length myself because obviously I, I create these platforms for for you guys to, to speak your mind. What I would say is obviously I'm immensely proud to have finally made a top six. Um, I hope and I pray that that, that win. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that, that Ian went so gung-ho on the last game that hopefully it's played some of my players back into form going into playoffs because we've we've been truly truly awful for for weeks now so hopefully you know and penza getting a hat trick Rushi getting a hat trick um you know players all getting eights that that will help going into the playoffs but i'm i'm under no illusion how difficult it will be to play gazelles there was a reason they were the preseason favorites um and and i think we will either get blown away completely or the whole the whole two-legged affair will be settled by one goal. Um, and, and I'm under no illusions of that. But, you know but what, to, I was just um, about to say that. I, was, I, I think we're in for a couple of like three twos, four threes type games with you guys. Like you don't you, you don't give yourself enough credit, seriously. I know you've tried my tactic of downplaying your squad, but is a little stat for you. 20% of the goals I've conceded have come against you. Yeah, but you could put it another way. I don't know what the exact figure is, but in the last four games, I've conceded something like 15, 16 goals. How many have you scored, though? Uh, not many until I played Haggis like, on Wednesday. And, but let's be honest, Barthi, you've been dicking about it a little bit, haven't you? Because you've basically had that cue penciled in. Whether it was what first, second or third, it was penciled in. And you um, have been dicking I'm, about it a little bit. So I would never accept it until I got the cue next to my name. Well, I tell you, well, you've had the, as, as I, I think I said on Twitter, you've had the freedom to experiment, and I'm kind of glad you did, but it did disrupt your form a little bit. I still think you've got it in your locker to blow teams away. So you and Gazelles is probably the pick of the, 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 the three playoff games, and that should be, I, honestly, I reckon there'll be six goals in each game. Oh. <laughs> Hang on, right, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. But you think Greaves is going to set up to fucking play New Camp 2009 football? No, he isn't. No. You think I'm going to? You think I'm going to do anything other than try and ticky tack around Scott in midfield? Absolutely no chance. So you've two shit houses. You've two shit houses, right though. You know what, Leddersford are going to go off. No, I mean that's why I think. I think that's. I think both of those games, the Devils versus Gazelles and Leddersford versus versus um, Locomotive. I think the the both basically really good contrast in styles. Basically, two really good defensive teams against two really good attacking teams. I think that, that makes it really good. I think there's a potential in the full chest of Bostock game. Is because, as you kind of alluded to, you're both quite, I mean, both quite loaded in midfield. You've got potential there, I think, to maybe cancel each other out a little bit. But the attack, you know what? Right. Games, I, think, is it? I was going to say, I would say, first, if you remember, first game of the season, I was away to Scott and I did try and cancel him out and lost 1 0 in a pretty turgid game. And then in the reverse fixture, I think I again won 1 0 in a pretty turgid game, which to me suggests two very tactically astute managers who almost got it perfect each time. 
in terms of not losing and made it very difficult for each other. So that, I think, he's going to be definitely boiling down into a, to a, a proper tactical battle. Whereas I just feel Ledisford have, have played too many people like me every week who try and attack everybody with possession football so they just score goals on the counter or whatever. Whereas Devils, Gazelles, well, it's predator and prey, surely. Clues in the name. That is just, that's just goals galore. I personally think the, the proof is in the pudding. So, so let's ask the, the three neutrals amongst us. Jens, I'll ask you first. Of the three playoff games, which one do you envisage offering the best in terms of entertainment? Oh, I have to agree in terms of entertainment that uh, that your your match against the uh, Gazelles uh, is bowling to be a, a entertaining one. But I I I do actually feel that. Um, there, these games has goals in them, but um, if there, if one team was to blow the other one away, I, for me, it would be be yours blowing Gazelles away. I think Gazelles they had a really really tough run in with. I think they played most of the the top teams in the run in, and they and they still managed to to get to playoffs. But I think they primarily did that by being solid defensively. Uh, I think if, if you get an early goal in that first leg, if Impensa gets firing there uh, and they start getting desperate in the second leg, I think it could be. Uh, I think you can you can really swipe them off. But but yeah, they, they're strong. They got Cloyvert and Raúl firing, and I mean yeah, there's two attacking teams. But I mean I think Cassell's tweaked a little bit to be kind of more more defensively stable the last six or seven games. Uh, but that's that's the one I would I would. Uh, even though I would like to say I, I, I think it's really fun to, to watch teams constantly shithousing as well and grinding out results. So, I mean, uh, Maka and Greavesy, full credit to them. It was being said earlier that it, it's not, I mean, it's not easy to constantly shithouse yourself to good results in the game. I mean, if you're up with one goal in a home save, some shit happens once in a while and then you drop points. It's like that. So, I, I'm maybe most impressed by those guys that can you know grind out those one one nils and one ones away or zero zeros or whatever so that's entertaining as well every game is going to be entertaining for sure jamie jamie i'll ask you next same question which of the three do you think offers the best in terms of entertainment i think your game offers the best um as i say with 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 boston and Fulchester, we kind of been expecting them both to kind of be a bit cautious because of the squads that they've got. That's not because they're cautious managers. I just think they're getting the best out of what they got and they probably haven't got the attacking talent that, that the other teams have got. I think Ledisford does have the potential because I think I think Hodgie will will go for it. Um, again, it's been alluded to, you've said there, Fifey, that with Craig, it'll be interesting to see what he does because he's normally set up kind of good defensively but at the same time you know looking at the way you've been and the goals that you've conceded I think that's probably the best way to try and beat you because if you kind of sit back with the attacking talent that you've got I think that's the kind of recipe for disaster so although he probably wouldn't want to change it if I was Craig I'd probably be thinking you know attacking you is probably the way to go so I, I would say your game probably has the potential for the most but to say, you know, all the other games are going to be, you know, interesting. I think the first leg's always going to be tight. Um, and then the second leg's obviously it all depends. You're hoping that kind of maybe 
an away team wins the first leg and then in the second leg, the other, you know, the other teams have got to attack. You're hoping for maybe not so much close games. So the second legs, you know, kind of change the thinking behind some of the managers and the teams they pick in. Uh, and finally, Steve, just to just to offer you the chance again as a neutral um, of the free playoff games, are, are you agreeing that it's it's gazelles and devils, or are you looking at what I believe will be a a very entertaining tactical battle um, between Bostock and Fulchester, uh, and as Ryan alluded to, two very good defensive sides in in um, Leddesford and Boston. Um, yeah, I mean. Going to what you say there about uh, about Macker and Scott playing each other, um, that's going to be if you've got somebody coming into the league for the first time, it's been promoted that much. Somebody sees that, oh, I might just go watch this Super League and they see that Macker and Scott are playing and it's getting awards 90 minutes, it's nil nil, it's one apiece. The problem is, us that are that far into the game, us that are involved, we can appreciate that how hard them managers have worked to get that. So for, 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 that, for us personally, we will find that entertaining because it's like two managers we know battling it out, cancelling each other out. If you, It depends how you're looking at it. So if you're looking at it as a neutral coming in, um, the, again, going back to what, just echoing what Jamie says, really, uh, it's more your game because as solid as Craig is defensively, you've got the attacking front line to be able to break it down and make him worry about it. Whereas, He's got a massively informed Cliver and Raul. And out of the top six, without being disrespectful to you, if anybody's going to concede goals, it's probably going to be yourself more than the others because I've put six past you over both games. So, um, again, like I say, it's not disrespectful. But the problem is that you've got, you've got the side to have a Kevin Keegan outlook on it, though, haven't you? So, it's again, it's your great attack against his great defence. But... His good attack that's probably not as good as yours for me against your defence. If Montero's on fire, that's uh, it, it nullifies it nullifies Cliver for start. Uh, but yeah, I've got to agree with, with your game just because for the the sheer goals that you can possibly concede, but the 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 ammunition that you've got to throw at Craig's strong defence as well. Um. The final question I want to ask you all is, before a ball is kicked in the playoffs, who do you think will win? And, and when it comes to the likes of Macca and Scott, myself, Greasy, we're not allowed to name ourselves because that's too easy a cop-out answer. You could say that you believe you will, but if it's not you, who will it be? But before I ask, as the only one here who has won the Super League, Ryan, what does it take to win it? And... And as much as people outside of the Super League might think it's it's slightly strange or weird how invested we are, it means a lot to win it as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's massive, yeah. Um, it, Look mean, at his grin. Look at his grin. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need to kind of stick to what... Oh, for me, it needs to be to maximise your squad to its fullest. Kind of Make sure that I mean, you've got your happiest players, your best players in the best positions, in the good formation. It takes a lot. And it takes it, it sticking, you mean, holding your nerve when you think that against. For me, when I played Valen season one, when they were just blowing teams away, and it means, honestly, it's just like, even going into that game and thinking, oh, 
probably second best here. Season one, I definitely didn't have the best squad in the league by a long shot. And um, it, it really means that putting your best 11 in there, out there and trusting that they'll do I mean, they'll do the job if they if you if you stick with them. You mean it happens way too much in the Super League for my liking is players sign players, uh, managers sign players, or they they put players in for a game and they get one five or one six, and then you don't see them for four or five weeks. In some cases, you get into the reserves and you've not seen them for the rest of the season. Um, right, right. Nicholas and not just to finish my point. It, Fifey, I'll let you go. Let you come in and say, "Is that you mean the amount of times that over the two seasons people were calling for Raúl's head, saying what's he doing in my team when he's not performing?" And that, the idea is having that confidence to stick with a player because you know how good he is, and you know that in crucial games he does the business, and and then you know, you get your just rewards in the final when he when he you mean he, he performs fantastically and. You mean, and you mean, you know, he might not have got the winning goal, but he, I mean, that's that's what it's about. Go on, five. Uh, you went one step further. I was just going to say, with, with how you were building it up there, is that you subtly trying to tell me that Dwight York should be playing in the playoffs? No, <laughs> um, no, but it, it, it was it was more of a general, general part. It's basically it's it's a time for your best 11 players, it's not a time for. Do you mean, I, I, I don't think it's one of the hardest things to do. I, mean, I don't even remember last season, Fife, I had Deisler in for a few games. And he was doing all right and could have had a couple of injuries. But when it came to the, the business end of the season, it, came to the, it, it meant, you know what, he might have had two eights on the bounce, but guess what, he's getting dropped. Because in my opinion, the chances of Deisler getting an eight versus the chance of Figo getting an eight um, is... I mean, he's slim, so I think I felt at that point Figo's a better player. Maybe the season after that, and Dyson might improve. But yeah, it, the players that have served you well, the players that have been consistently good and are consistently stronger ratings, get them on the pitch and and have confidence in what you've been doing all season. That's that. That's it, really. Also, also helps if your mate knocks out all the other best teams on the way to the final, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I, I don't know what you. I mean, I, I think I found out that basically I, I finished top two and then beat Churchtown, who, I mean, I think most people would agree for watching the thing last year. They were the team to beat last season. Um, and I, I mean, I think I beat them. the only team I didn't beat last season and, 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 and indeed beat in my tenure in the Super League are Dragons. Everyone else, um, everyone else was beaten by the Phoenix. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do it in order as you appear on the list. So, Ryan, I'm going to stick with you and ask you to take your, your chairman hat off for a moment um, to make it easier for the other managers involved. Um, who do you want to win and who do you think will win? And if you can expand on why, please do. Um, I don't really have anyone I want to win. I want, I want it to be entertaining, um, I'll be honest with you. I've had a bit of a soft spot all season for Locomotive because... You've gone about things a different way. So in, in individual games, I like I like locomotive how they how they do and how they ground it out. I love how you mean everyone's kind of gone into that locomotive game looking at the eleven and thinking, oh, we'll beat these. Oh, we're, we're, we're favourites here, and they've completely missed what's happening. And so I've had a soft spot all season for locomotive, and 
so I, I do a lot of them. But when it gets to the semi-finals and finals, things like that, I don't really, I don't really want there to be a specific winner. I just want the games to be entertaining. I want people to be invested in it. I don't want. I mean, I want fourteen managers watching the final rather than talking about fucking transfers of Marcelo Salas and X Y Z. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of who I think will win it, um, it's a real tough one. Um, I think form comes into it a lot. And on the back of that, I can't really look past Gazelles. Um, whether I think they've got the best squad, I don't think that's the case, but it's all clicking for them at the minute. Um, if you had to push me for one, it'd be Gazelles. Um, beyond that, um, it's probably yourself, Fifi. I think, again, if you can get that best 11 out there and stick with it, um, I don't think there's... Do you mean there's you want there's not many teams who can stick with you in many games? You might get a team stick with you in the odd game, but that best eleven is um yeah, it's 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 frightening. Uh same question now for you, Steve, as you're next on the list. Who would you like to win it and who do you think will win it? Um, I mean, obviously coming into the league, uh, like I have as a newbie, uh, being the worst of the three of us as well. Um <laughs> I would. Uh, I, I've I've got to stick with the fact that I, I'd like Greaves to win it because it's. Um, I mean, it's obviously following in Ryan's footsteps. He's obviously coming in one two and and what have you. You know, coming in winning his first year, and and just because of the fact that I think he's a he's a top lad as well as we we talk regularly after every game week and and what have you. Um, who do I think will win it? Again. Current form, uh, for me personally, if you're going totally off current form, I still think that Hodgie might just have the odd blip in him where he might concede a few goals in a glut and rest of them pretty tight games. On current form, I'm going to stick my nose out and say Scott, maybe, on, on current form, Bostock. Um. Technically, my name appears next on the list, so, so I'll, I'll stick with it. Um, obviously, I'm going to say I would like Devils to win it. I think a lot of people around the Super League would like me to win it for one reason or another, whether it's for the comedic value of saying, fucking hell, Fifey, even Fifey won it, or whether they genuinely, you know, there's, there's quite a few people who have said they'd genuinely be quite pleased for me to win it. Who do I think will win it? Is, is a straight toss-up, I think, between Hodgie and Scott. I think what they've done, particularly mm -hmm. in the running, is, is very impressive. Um, the thing is, I say that, and as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, with the exception of maybe one other game, uh, as, as a one-off game, Maka is, is the hardest opponent I've played uh, in a one-off game. And it's so hard to choose, but I, I will stick with Hodgie or Scott will probably win it. Um, Jens, it's your turn. Yeah, I mean, in terms of who I would like to win it, I, I think it's... Uh, I could have said anyone, because honestly, it's... I mean, not only to be able to to be a part of this, which, uh, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I, I spend many hours a week uh, watching, tinkering, <laughs> listening. Uh, and all the guys... All the guys have been extremely nice to us new guys coming in, at least to me. So for me, it's, I mean, whoever wins it deserves it. Um, 
you you yourself five put in a lot of time and a lot of work in this and i i would be very happy to let you to see you win it uh but i mean all the guys all the guys has been great so for me it's a no matter who wins it deserves it and i'll be happy for them next time it's our turn um in terms of who i think will do it i've, I've said you because i think your your top level is the still for me the the best but i have to say looking at that Bostock team the latest uh, latest weeks and in their running and playing them now uh last time out uh, I, i don't think i think it's the first team i met this season that i mean stopped me from creating anything so their their back five is is so solid and he's got Zidane on form and we all know what Vieri can do. So uh, if I had to pick one, I, I, I think I would have picked you or Bostock. I think I would have gone for Bostock, to be honest. No, completely understandable, pal. Completely understandable. Uh, Greasy, you're next. I presume that you're going to say you would like you. As I've put the caveat, who, who do you think will win it if it's not you? Breezy, are you still there? Yeah, you finally unmuted me. I'm back in the game. I'm in the room. Right. Um, with who I would like to win it, I would like Craig to win it. One, because I actually predicted him to win it at the start. And two, because I think he's gone about things the right way. He's moved. When he's noticed his team isn't performing well, He's adjusted his formations accordingly. He doesn't do a lot of wholesale changes. Who I think will win it, if I don't, I think Maka will, because he's the absolute opposite. He thinks of everything so much that it will be key in the playoffs. No, I think, uh, I think we, we've seen in the past that Maka's attention to detail does take him to another level when, when it needs to. Um, Jamie, Wait. sorry, carry on. How many games did you lose at home? How many games did I lose at home? Yeah. I'd need Ryan to confirm, but I think it was four. Four. I think four of my seven losses were at home. Because right. I think my away record was better than my home record. Because it's trying to work out now. Because I know I, I only lost once at home, and Macca and Scott only lost once at home. I'm just trying to think of whatever people's home records. Yeah, it was Gazelles and me, Greasy. I'll be honest with you. If there's any team I don't want to face, it's Gazelles. I just can't seem to work them out. Is that, is that block a six? Well, they, they beat me home and away and didn't do much either game. It was really annoying. They're like fucking two shots on target, both games. Like I, I, honestly, honestly, I feel like Craig's had about 34 shots on target all season and somehow scored every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got the doobs on the way, hasn't he? That's all it is. He's all chill in the box. Uh, Jamie, let, let's come to you for your predictions um again as, as i said to everyone who you would like and who you think will win yeah in terms of like i've I haven't really got a, you know a preference to be honest everyone's 
you know, made there and deserved it. I think if you have to say, you know, I'd probably go with obviously Locomotive or Maka just because I think their squads aren't as good as the other four that are in there by a long shot. Um, especially, you know, everyone's touched on already, but Boston took so much kind of, you know, grief at the start. Everyone predicted them to finish bottom and hardly get a point. So to do what they've done is unbelievable. Um, and again, I think Mac again, probably as with Greavesy, the you know, weakest of the squad. So what he's done um, is Brenly went so close last year. So yeah, I'd probably go for one of them two who I'd like to win it. Um, in terms of who I think will win it, I'm, I'm going to go for you, Fifey. Um, I think you've been on a bad run lately, but I think obviously at the end of Haggis game, I know they went a bit gung-ho and obviously helped you out, but I do think you could well be right that it has played some of your big players into form. Um, in Penzer especially, obviously Bruggen getting a hat-trick. Um, I think you've gone with that settled formation, which has done, which has served you so well. Um, I do agree with the points. I think, as Steve said, I think Leddersford have, although they've done unbelievably well, this is a bit silly saying that I think they have got a bit of a clangor possibly in them. Um, so I think you, you've you come back into form now at the right time. And I just think the goals that you've got in the team will be too much for teams over two legs and then in the final. Um, well, I mean... You're, you're a lot more confident than I am at the moment, but I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Everyone moans at me about being negative. I'm slowly getting there. Let's see what happens after Sunday. As, as long as we're not out of it on Sunday, I'll be a bit more confident. Um, Scott, your name's jumped above Maccas at the last minute, so we'll let you go next with your predictions. Oh, so, in terms of who I want to win it, I just don't want to win it myself. Um, I don't want any of the other guys to win it. Um, but if I don't win it, um, I, I don't really have a preference, to be honest. I think, um, sort of echo what some of the other guys have said, everybody's in there on merit. Um, I think, you know, it, if somebody gets to the final and wins it, then, then you deserve it. In terms of who do I think will win it, it's really tough because history says a team outside the top two don't win it. And I think the teams who are 36 this time round I've got a harder job than, than ever because to get out of those sort of semi-finals, if you like, is, is going to be no mean feat. So I think for me, the favourites has to be the winner of Lettersford and Boston. Um, and I think Lettersford win that over two legs. So I think Lettersford are favourites. Um, I, I can completely um, understand why you would why you would say that. Um, as I sort of alluded to earlier, I, I believe you're right. The team's third to six have a harder job this year. As Jamie said earlier, the strength of the league is a lot more than it, than it was in perhaps in previous years, um, arguably. But equally, I think whichever teams come out of those games potentially come out stronger than, than teams that have done it before as well. So, yeah, I think... I, I do genuinely believe a team third to six will win it this year. Um, I think the team, the team that, that comes through, I think, I, I, think it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough for Greaves here because I think Lettersford will win over two legs and then that means Greaves has got to win another two-legger to get back to the final. So I think, you know... It's one leg, isn't it? 
I'll have to check with Ryan, but I think it's two legs. What's this? So you've got the quarterfinal, <laughs> effectively the, the, the preliminary semi-finals are two legs. And then the winner of those play each other. And then the winner of that plays the loser of Lennox to Boston, Boston over two legs again. So a team, yeah. team from third to sixth is going to win it. They've got to play seven games. I'm not too sure if it is two legs, actually. I think I think these first games are two legs. And then I think the winners play each other over one leg. And then they play the loser of the top two over one leg. No, one of those is two legs. I think the... Oh, God, it's driving my mind. So I'll, 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 I'll figure it out for you, lads. But, I mean, it, it, yeah. It, it, I, I'm not too sure. I, I, I know that right, if I remember rightly, I think I played Hodgie over two legs, Kieran over two legs. No, no, sorry, Valen over two legs, Kieran over one, and then lost to you in final, I think. Hmm. So, basically, the, the loser of, of Lettisford and Boston... Get a one oh, a one legged second chance against yeah. the winner of effectively the semi finals. Yeah, I believe so. Although I'm not 100 percent sure. Don't quote me on that. Well, as you're on the screen now, Maka, let's stick with you as the last one to, to give their predictions. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll take myself out of the equation because obviously I'm going to back myself and think I can win it, but. Um, I did put on Twitter, I think the winner of me and Scott, when I say cause problems, I think the win winner of me or Scott might win the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I've just, I've just, I don't know why, I've just got this sneaking suspicion that a lot's been made, oh, Macca's form's shit, but I was like fourth or fifth in the form table. Um, and I'd actually picked up points on, or basically not lost my last few away games, which gave me a bit of confidence. So, I mean, who would have liked to win it? Yeah, Greasy. New to the league, sound lad, done absolute wonders with that horrible, horrible team. And I think it would be a nice sort of change from, from your usual Galactico squads or whatever that are. Um, I'll certainly put the golf on me. Um, you know, they're normally the, the Galactico squads that win it. And then after that, well, to be honest, if I lose to Scott, I want Scott to win it so I can say I lost to the winner. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and, and I said, I'm, I'm... Sorry, Ryan? Ryan, hang on, Ryan, 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 hang on. I went to you with a begging bowl filled with Olivier de Coeur and got <laughs> and got Udezi and an ornery who turned up when he wanted to or whatever the trade was, I can't remember. And you're sat there on your riches of Yapstam and Gary Neville at centre-half. It's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Taking advantage of new manager naivety. I didn't get you up, Stam, off you. No, I just meant you had these abundance of riches. Do you mean that? That's through hard work in the transfer market. That's not through. I mean, it's not. You don't get anything handed on a player. You no, did. Just, just managers who come in for twelve months. Not stand, leave. Yeah, that Stam transfer did not sound like it wasn't handed on a player. From what you were telling us, right? Bloody hell. What, what can you basically? Ian had zero money left. He got into debt to buy whoever he would buy it. I can't remember who it was. And he had two better central defenders. And I was the only one who made an offer for him. So I offered him 10 million plus Abel Xavier. And he was all over the moon with Abel So wait, Xavier. so you offered, you offered him what? Six, seven million? <laughs> Next. 
<laughs> and this, and do you know what, lads? I'll keep saying it. This year's Super League is the fucking Anno Domini of Super Leagues. Everything yeah. else is DC. It's all nonsense. This is this is proper Super League. You don't. So honestly, there's no messing around with Ian Edwards. In Ryan, the Ryan, you you are one of them. You are one of them hackers that then get hired by the FBI to prevent hackers doing shit. That is exactly where we are in Super League Championship. <laughs> um, listen, lads, um, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed all your company this evening. Uh, I think you, you've managed to preview the playoffs superbly well. Thank you for, for taking time out of your evenings to do it, as always. Uh, nice to have such a big crowd on as well. We, we don't normally have quite so many boxes filling the screen. Um, but until... The playoffs start. Obviously, I'd like to wish um, Craig and Hodgie, who aren't here, um, good luck. Uh, Maka, Scott, Greavesy, uh, good luck to you guys too. Um, and until Sunday, you know, no pressure, Ryan, but we want some good shows. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not involved on Sunday. Is, is Martin asking him to do comms at all? It's going to be a short show, I think. Um, I I don't know. I haven't been approached. I don't know if similar to the to the midweek show, maybe avoiding anyone who's got a game is is the way that, that you guys are looking at it possibly. Mm. Ryan, why are you not involved on Sunday? Why am I? Not? Oh, I probably could be, but Martin's running the show, and I've just been I've been trying to I mean not overwhelm myself really because I've got I've started a new job before last. Last Monday was it? So, and I uh, got quite a bit on. So, how many games are on Sunday? Is it just one round? Is it? Yeah, I think it's the two games on Sunday. Two games and the following round is three games. So that it should be literally forty-five minutes to an hour shows, which can be quite frustrating. Especially, it's good. It's good that there's not just one show a week at the moment, kind of thing. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I nominate. I nominate Campbell and Rocks just to see if the subtitles can keep up. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ian's internet's that bad. He probably still thinks he's in with a chance at playoff. <laughs> uh, but no, obviously, whoever whoever is on comms, should anyone be on comms, uh, I'm sure the amount of drama we've had that they're going to have plenty to to talk about going into it. That's for sure. Right. I've got to leave, gents. It's been fantastic. Five. I don't know if you're ending the show, but yeah, I've got to go for it. Um, no, I, I am. I am ending it there. I, I, as I was saying, I was thanking you all for your time, and uh, I expect to see you all Sunday. Yep, see you all Sunday. Good. 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 Good.